Come on, you yellows Flying high below the Wembley Archway sky today Welcome to The Original, the Chalky United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talkie United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to a Yellow Army Talkie United podcast following up from a magnificent victory on Tuesday night. Looking head, ahead to a big game on Sunday and I'm joined by Dave Thomas. Welcome Dave. Welcome to the painting studio. Yeah, <laughs> or Henders Towers as exactly. we call it. Yeah, great to be back. Uh, they, the uh, team and management have been meeting the press at South Devon College this morning ahead of the Derby Cup game. Uh, I think it's just easier to accommodate all the TV stations and uh, radio are there. The FA Cup kind of brings everybody out, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it would have been at Sealhaim were it not underwater. Yes, <laughs> or it's not completely underwater, but it, it, they couldn't train at Sealhaim in current weather conditions, so they're on the all weather at South Devon College, which dismays one or two of the older pros. Uh, yes, it's not who can do with knees, is it? No. <laughs> who can do without uh, running around on an all weather? But it is a yeah. great surface at, uh, at South Devon College. And ironically, it's a beautiful morning out there as well. But there we go a little bit of housekeeping before we start we are back on iTunes we were off iTunes for a while Uh, thank you very much for all the messages from people who couldn't find it I got somebody much cleverer than me to sort it out and what they did was switched it off and switched it back on again so we're back on (laughs) iTunes now I'm not sure if we're back on Spotify I will if we're not I will rectify that in the next couple of days but thank you very much for uh, the messages Thank you for um, telling us what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast. We've had people in the bath, we've had people feeding their pigs, and we've got somebody out delivering the post listens to the podcast. Always nice to know what you do um, while you're listening. So today, Dave, we'll come back in a little bit later on, but we've got a chat with the gaffer, the gaffer who was in terrific mood this morning with um, a, a board behind him with the FA Cup sponsors on it. That's got to make any manager feel a million dollars, hasn't it? Yes, it, it's... Uh... Uh, um, let, we haven't had a great deal of good fortune in the cup we in haven't. the last few years. I know we had a, a little run um, as a National League South side. We won a few ties then yeah. and then eventually yeah. lost to Woking, I think it was, or something like I, that. I was going to look all this up um, this morning. Yeah, but, but we haven't time. had a, much to cheer no. about in the cup, have we? And uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you, at this stage of the competition, they don't come much nicer than Derby County at Derby home, County do they? At home. So what we'll do is we'll go off, we'll have a listen to what uh, Gary has to say, and then we've got to chat a little bit later on with Dean Moxie, who of course was a Derby County player, um, looking forward to the FA Cup, and I was, I was very pleased to hear the answer to a question that I asked him, but more of that later. We'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, obviously a huge match on Sunday in the FA Cup first round against Derby County. But before we touch on that, what will result on Tuesday evening? Yeah, I think it was very important with the Derby Kane game coming up that uh, we put in a good performance and it really was, it was a fantastic performance and we were very proud of, uh, of that particular game um, and we've got to keep that sort of standard up now in, in our league performances. But at least it takes us into the Derby game feeling confident 
The boys kept the ball a lot better than we've done for a little while. We've created a lot of chances, there was a lot of movement and uh, you're going to need all that against Derby on, uh, on Sunday. What was the most remarkable thing to a lot of people um, in, in the match on Tuesday night is how confident your team looked and how clinical they were in front of goal despite recent results going against them. Yeah, um, and you know we've had a little bit of bad luck, and we've, you know, we, we still keep getting news every now and again that one of our uh, penalties against us wasn't a penalty. So we keep getting little bits like that. We could have had more, more points along the way. But anyway, um, yeah, we just we, we got to knuckle down and real concentrate on this on this derby, derby game because it's uh, they're a good good team. Uh, we've watched them, Danzy and Lou have watched them extensively, I've watched them as well and, uh, and we know that we've got to be on form and anything less than on form you get beat because they're, they're, uh, they're a formidable team um, but at this moment in time we've got the confidence to say okay uh, we look forward to entertaining you and hopefully we can do that on and off the pitch. You brought four players in within the last week, three of them in on loan. Those three started the game on Tuesday night. How much of a boost have they given their teammates? Well, they've, they've given us a, a big boost, of course, because we needed the numbers. Um, you know, we've had a lot of injuries over the past few weeks. Um, but they've shown that they were good signings. You know, they, they, were, they were making us a, a better squad. Um, and they've all quickly found their game, which was nice, which was shown um, in the game uh, the other night. So that's uh, important to us that the lads that have been here with us accept and understand the qualities of the new lads that have, have come in and uh, everybody wants a strong squad because everybody wants to play next to somebody that they can trust. Now obviously the game against Derby County is going to be a huge test for your son, but being a manager that's managed in the Championship and League One before, um, you're probably ideally placed to understand exactly what sort of challenge your team's going to be up against. Yes, uh, that's for sure, um, and we will know them inside out by the time we play them because we, we do a lot of uh, reviews on other teams as well as of our own team for, in the last game, and then we'll try and find their weaknesses and try not to see their strengths. How much of a difference could the home advantage make on Sunday? Well, with a full stadium, you know, it'll, 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 it'll look like a full stadium, whether it's capacity or whatever it is, um, it'll be a, a big enough crowd to make a, uh, a very good atmosphere. And our supporters are very, very good at home when they're, uh, when they're behind you and generally they're behind us, that's for sure. They certainly were in the, in the last game. Um, and if you get a goal up or if they see that their team is in the game, then uh, they can be that extra man for us and often are. So I always say they can pick us, they can get us 10, 12 points a season and uh, hopefully on this occasion, help us get through to the next round or certainly put in a performance that we can all be uh, very proud of. And finally, Gaff, obviously the National League is the bread and butter and the most important thing for a club like Talk United, but how important is the FA Cup and how big, potentially, could a positive result on Sunday be for the club? Uh, well, it's big as far as the FA Cup's concerned. Yes, you know, we, we've, we've got a little bit of a fight on to get ourselves out of trouble 
uh, in the league. We know the reasons for that. You know, we mention it a lot of times, but um, we we believe we'll do that. We will do that. Um, but it's always the next game that is the most important game. You know, uh, before the Aldershot game, Derby wasn't the most important game to us. It was the Aldershot game. So now it's the FA Cup. It's Derby. It's different. Um, and you hope to keep going in, 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 this, uh, in this competition. If you get a draw, of course, it's as good as getting through to the next round, because if you go to Derby, then it's a fantastic uh, draw if you'd have got them in the second round sort of thing, you know? So it's a, that's a big game for our club, and uh, you always want to show your, your club in a good light, because reputation is everything, and uh, you need to guard that with your life. Super. Can I come round, Eddie? Is that all right? Don't give it, please. Looking back to Tuesday's game, Gary. Afterwards, you said, you know, we've talked about Gary's game a lot. At what point on Tuesday did you realise they've got it? They're playing Gary the first minute or ninetieth minute or? Um, well, the, the first. I think we scored in the first <coughs> six minutes. Yeah. You know, whenever we score early, that obviously gives you that confidence. Um, and then it gives you that confidence to do the things that you're asking them to do. And there were so many things in that game as the game went on that came out as far as our strengths are concerned from our philosophy. So our tactics, um, our philosophy, all, all that actually you could see growing in that game. And in between times we were getting goals and um, just everything we promote to them yeah. uh, and everything we're looking for came out and it's great. We got a review uh, this morning and uh, the boys will see exactly, uh, I'm sure they've watched it a few times, especially Aaron Jarvis, uh, <coughs> they'll see that a lot of the things that we have been working with them on has come out yeah. and uh, it led to a you know, great home performance and if we can emulate that again and again and again then uh, We'll be okay. One of their more enjoyable Thursday morning video reviews. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been a it's been a little little time, um, but um, yeah, I, I I enjoy the good ones. Yeah. Uh, not so much the you know the lads come in a little bit sheepish when it's a bad bad review as it were, but uh, they deserve a good one this time and uh, and they'll they'll get it in about ten minutes time. What's the situation with the loan signings, Gary? Uh, um, You've already confirmed that Stephen Wynn and Mark Ellis are both available. Um, what about, you know, we've got quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, are they clear? Are they all cleared or is one or two uh, not? No, they're all clear. Right. They're all cleared to play. That's good. That's something that big uh, plus. we always ask. It is a big yeah. plus because you don't want somebody to play really well, for instance, in the old shot game who's on loan and then can't play in the FA Cup. And then yeah. if you get a good result in the FA Cup, we say to the loan teams, well, he might not play the next game because we won in the Cup. So mm. uh, generally they're pretty good on, on that. Yeah. And, um, you know, unless we've got a, somebody from Man City or Man United or Arsenal, they pro their clubs are probably not going to win the FA Cup. <laughs> you know, you've, you had such great preparation for this, for this game. How do you how do you go about a cup upset? You know, you've been manager with you know decades of experience. What do you have to do when you're the, the, the side 
lower down the tree going up against the bigger team. You have to believe in yourselves, of course. That was why the All Shot game was, a, was such a good game for us going into this big cup game. Um, and, and you have to compete and you have to hope that the opposition don't turn up with their best game. Mm. You know, and Derby have got the best game, um, but like all teams, if, 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 if you're at least having 50% of the game, then you've always got a chance. Um, and then you've got to appeal to the boys that you're live on the TV, um, you can always enhance your reputation in football, and that's massive um, as individuals. Uh, now, we don't want to lose anybody, but at the same time, it's motivation that a lot more people are, are watching than, than usual. Uh, yeah, as I say, a lot more people watching. I mean, this is Derby's first, first round game for the best part of 40 years, isn't yeah. it? So there will be a lot of eyes on this, especially with what's happened to Derby in the last six or 12 months kind of off the field. How do you prepare the lads for something like that? Because with the greatest respect to kind of teams in the National League, you know, unless you're Wrexham, there's often not a lot of eyeballs on them outside your hometown, is there? No, that, well, that's true. Um, that's why these situations help you create a reputation for individually and as a team and as a club. And I think that's important because it also goes out to players that are watching the game um, that we might go in for in the summer, for instance, or at the end of the season. And if you've you know, created a, um, uh, a good feeling and, and people look at the club and think, I wouldn't mind going down, it's all key. And as I said before, <laughs> most people like to come to Torquay for two weeks, but not for two years. Um, and it's, it's difficult to, with the location side of it to get people. but. Um, we're hoping to you know, show that, yeah, come and join us. You know, it's a lovely place to live. Um, you know, we've, we've got a solid club uh, and this will help because it goes out to a lot more people, as you say. You look at Derby and, and you know, Paul Warren, Warren coming in, for example, clearly their priority is to get out of League One at the first opportunity. We've seen how clubs perhaps rest players or change players for, for the cup. How difficult is that for you as a manager to prepare when perhaps you're going to be looking at a side that might make quite a few changes? Well, we can only play what's in, what's in front of us. And I think uh, Paul is uh, you know, very professional in his uh, preparation for games. So I'm sure his, the whole of his thoughts are on our game. You know, he won't be thinking in the build-up to this game about the league. Um, he'll be thinking about this game. And you know, Derby do not want will not want to be a banana skin um, and we got the opportunity of doing that so uh, you know, it's in our favour that uh, we won't be uh, the favourites to win this to win this game mm -hmm. so we're the underdogs and the FA Cup has got a funny way of uh, you know helping the underdog win football matches. You, know, you go back and, and this club's had some great cup runs in the last maybe 10 or 12 years what would it mean for you to perhaps have a little cup run, maybe get to, to the third round? Well, financially, it's always good for a club like ours, of course, but it's pride, very, very much a pride thing. I had a couple of long runs in the FA Cup at Cambridge when I was assistant manager to uh, John Beck, and, and we got into a couple of quarter-finals yeah. as a fourth division club and a third division club. Is that with Dion Dublin and people like that? Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. We had a fantastic couple of seasons. 
Um, and you know, you just you just hope that you you can get through a few rounds. Um, but you hope that you get one or two games that people want to see, TV wise, radios interested. You know, just that interest around the FA Cup, and it's still here in this country. And uh, I'm one that respects the FA Cup and uh, and knows what it can do for you, and it can does it for you personally, the players personally, the club as a whole. That's important, I think. And final one from me, obviously. You know, you you talked about how a good FA Cup run can make everybody feel great. Does a good FA Cup performance on the weekend help this league form, which is already starting to turn, we hope, after the Tuesday night game? Well, we hope so. Um, but of course I'm going to say yes, and I hope so. I'm not going to say no, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, a good cup run just gives you confidence, really. You know, it gives confidence in what you're doing. You're not going to change your style necessarily for, for the cup. Um, we don't need to uh, change too much if um, we're going into this game after the Aldershot game. You know, everybody will be buzzing, and uh, we, we, you know, I for one, and I know the players now are, are really looking forward to it and to pick their wits up against potentially uh, they're really a championship club. So, thank you very much, Eddie. Right. Good to hear from the gaffer, Dave. He's obviously looking forward to Sunday in a big way. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? Absolutely. TV cameras and everything. And then we went, we sort of loitered outside for a little while while the players were coming into training uh, until Dean Moxie arrived. And we fired a few questions at him and our colleague from the BBC. Um, that's the other voice that you'll hear. Um, and then I did ask him a question, as you'll hear in a minute, about whether the fans love the FA Cup. Do the players love it as much? And I was very pleased with the answer. You'll hear that in a minute. Uh, yeah, it's it's good time for the club. Obviously, um, a little break from the league, which obviously the, the win the other night was good, but we not had a great start to the season. So it's a, a little break and yeah, good cup tie for the, for the club. I wonder when you when you kind of left RB and you know came back to Exeter and then down there, did you ever think you'd face them again? Um, obviously, FA Cup's the only only route for that fixture, so it's. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. I don't, I don't know any of the players still there from my time, obviously, but I think some of the staff are still there, so it'll be nice to see them. And, you know, you've obviously seen what's gone on at Derby kind of in the last couple of years. How does that make you feel as a, as a former player who had some good times in the Championship up there? Yeah, it's sad. Um, obviously, the way the, the club has, has been. Um, I think Wayne Rooney done a fantastic job in there uh, under the circumstances he was under. So uh, it's, it's nice to see them uh, sort of coming back now. It's, it's sad to see them in, in League One, um, but pushing such a big club to, to try and get back into the championship and possibly more. I mean, you know, we're at Radio Devon, we've been chatting to you probably for the best part of 20 years now, we're back in the day. And, and I just, I'm recording a, a particular cup game for Exeter in, against a certain rather large team from Manchester, yep. and you played in both of those. So you know how to kind of cause, I know the second leg wasn't an upset, but certainly the first one was very much an upset up at Old Trafford. Do you look back on, you look at a game like today and think this might be, you know, to savour this kind of game against Derby, having had those experiences in the past? Um, obviously, the, the FA Cup is, is magical at times. Uh, I don't think this will be as big an upset as, as drawing against Man United at Old Trafford. But, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those where we, we can go out and enjoy it. There's, there's no real pressure on us. Um, we are the, the massive underdogs. We're, we're bottom, bottom of our league and they're, they're doing well in there. So it's, um, it's just a game to go out and try and 
and try and put on our best game. And uh, if we if we play like we did Tuesday night, then uh, hopefully we get chances and maybe cause an upset. But Derby are a great team and it's, it's going to be tough. Your life as it is, you're probably nearer the end of your career than you were than you were when you yeah. were started against Manchester United. All those so years everyone ago. keeps telling me. I know. I mean, hopefully you'll go on forever. You know, there's no reason why not. If you, but but you know, do, do you think you'd appreciate and maybe savour this kind of big game more perhaps than some of the others earlier down the line? Um, I don't know. I just every footballer says it. I take every game as it comes and. Um, this, this is the next game and this is the biggest game, so it's one we want to go out and win. We want to win every game, but obviously that's not possible. Um, but we'll do, we'll do our best on, on Sunday and hopefully give a good account of ourselves. In your, in, your career, in your career, your time, the various clubs you've played for, in your mind, do you look on your time at Derby as the peak of your career? or? or? Um, no, that was it was it was probably my time at Palace. That was, Palace was I, I, I played some of my best football, so yeah, yeah. it was it was a strange one at the my end of the time at Derby. It was it was it was strange. It just happened so quick that I I was playing for Derby and against Forest, and then the next week I was down in Palace and signed yeah. for them. So it was it was a strange end, but uh, got some great times at, at Derby. I met some great people, so it's yeah. hopefully it'd be nice to see some of them come back down. Yeah, yeah, staff wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just, sorry, I was going to say, we kind of know you from, you know, people listening to this on Radio Devon know you from your Exeter City days. But I think you've played over 80 old games with Torquay now. Do you, you know, what, what does this club mean to you? Uh, this, this is the club I'm at now. and uh, I, um, I say it about any team I play for, I'll, I'll give everything that I've got and, as long as I can. So this Torquay is where I am. And obviously I'm an Exeter boy. Everyone, <laughs> the Torquay fans have taken to me and they, they like, like me. So... Um, I think they like me. <laughs> uh, I, I try really hard and that's all I can do is, is try hard for them and, and the team. Just before we let you go, the, the, the fans obviously love the FA Cup. Do the players feel the same kind of affinity for the competition? Yeah, I think so. It's obviously when you get when you get, get sides like this, it's, it wasn't a great tie to get through to this, but yeah. when, when the draw came out, we knew this was the next one, you think. You try that yeah. extra bit harder to... to to get there so it's, um, yeah the FA Cup growing up the FA Cup was everything you, you got yeah. going to May and you, you're waiting for the FA Cup final you got even obviously not not in it but watching it growing yeah. up was, was the big the big day and uh, not saying we're going to get there and it's going to be very tough for us yeah. to get there but <laughs> it is the FA Cup and it's it's what I was brought up on to, yeah. to and bring play. on bring on the next round yeah hopefully yeah what's, hopefully. what's a cup run mean to this side I mean you know it's not been the best of results league wise although no. Tuesday was obviously superb does a cup run if you could get one or even just a good performance against Derby on Sunday does that start to really kick start the rest of the season do you hope I hope so it's, it's obviously the, the league is, is where you want to do well in, and, and we're not um, Tuesday night was was unbelievable it's, it was coming. Mm-hmm. We we sort of knew it was coming, but uh, to to win six one was was fantastic for for morale in there as well as the points on the board and not getting cut adrift at the bottom. So um, yeah, it's the league is where we want to get better at. But this game is a sort of nice distraction and and play well against a, a good team and hopefully that will breed more confidence in in all of us. Great to chat to Dean on the way into training. It was quite funny this morning, Dave, wasn't it? Because the players are all getting out of their cars there and they can see tripods and TV cameras 
and rather more of us than usually turn up at Seal Hay. <laughs> it's 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 what four or five of us usually on a on a Thursday at, at morning most, yeah, on a, on a yeah. normal Thursday morning press conference. Uh, um, United always have one every Thursday, um, uh, and uh, and then <laughs> all of a sudden the number goes up to a dozen or fifteen in Cup Week. And uh, you know, let's face it, if United should uh, um, uh, pull off an upset on on their, um, of course, the second round is never quite as glamorous as the third. It's is funny, it? isn't it? The second uh, round, yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, no, I mean, uh, and if United, you know, can stay in this competition, then who knows? And we'll have a chat about that in a minute. Um, uh, it, it, the numbers at the press conferences will only go up. That would be good. Be good stuff. Let's before we move on to the derby game. Let's have a chat about Tuesday night. Then we'll we'll, we'll forget last Saturday completely. We usually go through the pre, but um, Torquay were beaten four 0 Notts County Saturday, and that that after that the effect of that was to leave Torquay three points adrift at the bottom of the table, uh, and everything plus the goal difference. Yeah, yeah, which was minus nineteen before Tuesday night. Yeah, everything's looking pretty bleak. Um, and then Tuesday night, it was like, it was like solving a Rubik's cube, Dave. In a way, wasn't it? Gary's been telling us for weeks that it's going to come together. There's a performance in this team. Be patient; it's going to come together. And you could almost see everything was suddenly facing in the right direction. Uh, yes. Um, first of all, let's take ourselves back to seven o'clock, half past seven on mm -hmm. Tuesday. Yeah. Rain lashing down. Horrendous, a proper yeah. southwesterly, as usual, coming in over the Ellicom end. Um, uh, we've just been stuffed four nil at knots. Um, uh, I think all of us would have taken a scruffy one nil with a penalty in off the keeper's oh, joyfully yeah. left yeah. fingertip. Yeah, um, and United uh, uh, Hall won the toss, or rather, Joe Partington lost the toss for all the shot. And United played with the wind in the first half. Now, um, I, I'm sure that Partington won the toss and put United in with the wind in the first half, so they would have it in the second. Right. But of course, yeah. he hadn't bargained on A, and I think this is in passing worth mentioning, him having to go off midway through the first yeah. half. Do you but, think that was very significant for them? I, I think it's far more significant than, than a lot of people have mm. taken into account so far. He's their captain and most experienced defender. And... I, I think it was a real blow for them, having said so that he went off the first and and then of course he hadn't bargained for the fact that United would play so well and batter them to the extent that they did in that first half. It wouldn't have been all the shot could not have complained at half time if United had been five or six up at half time. We hit the post twice. I mean that post, shot of Asa Hall's that hit the post was a that's beauty. Right. Um, and so uh, it, it was it it was a, a top performance. But the, but players win games, mm -hmm. not formations or tactics. No, or no, we like touched players on this last week, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, uh, Stephen Weenan on the left wing allowed Dylan De Silva to move across to the right wing. So you've got two proper wingers operating down both flanks and playing well. And I think we all know that Mark Ellis coming in at centre back was a huge, huge plus for United. I know he'd played at Notts on Saturday. That's his first competitive match of the season, by the way. Yeah. He played through pre-season at Barrow, but has been sort of frozen out mm -hmm. since. Um, and United were two down at Notts in the 80th minute and doing, you know, all right, they weren't winning the game and they weren't threatening to win it, but they were still just about in it at 2-0 down. 
<clears throat> when Gary Johnson, with Tuesday in mind, took off Mark Ellis yeah. and Dean Moxie. And whether you want to go down the coincidence road, United conceded two, the, two, the two late goals with them off the pitch. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought Moxie and obviously Ellis Mm-hmm. were hugely influential on Tuesday night. Yeah. Everybody played well. And Asa Hall, talking of the, 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 the players... We've got to be careful. You can go through the whole we don't, we don't want to offend them, and Gary the Johnson players who quite, are the older players. Exactly. Gary Johnson was great. quite right to say afterwards there wasn't a weak link in the no. team on Tuesday night. No. And now, you know, managers do that, say that sometimes, but he was right. Yeah. We could all see that. You know, Aldershot didn't, you know, at times didn't know where the next attack was coming from. No. And the second thing is, or the next thing to say is that Aldershot, incredibly, in my view, I don't know what you feel, are not the worst team we've played at Playmore this season. No, quite, quite. The, they... Frank Vincent was really lively in midfield early yeah. on, who Playmore fans know well. The two lads up front in F-E-R the FEM, well. Amaluza, yeah. yeah. you know, were lively. And it wasn't as if, even when we were 3 0 up, that they were out of the game completely. No. They were no. still you know, attacking with a certain amount of verve. And we were all, I don't know about you in the press box, I wasn't sat next to you on, on Tuesday, we're all thinking, I hope they don't get one before half-time. Absolutely. Well, could we all remember a game against Aldershot where it swung... They were 3-0 up just after half-time? 3-0 up. And we yeah. and we actually got it back and running how won it right to the death. Absolutely, but we've yeah. been there actually with Aldershot. Actually, Aldershot that night. I think we did, it, yeah. yeah. But um, we've been there with Aldershot. So, so uh, it was that feeling of... If they get one before half time, yeah. only a two goal lead, second half into the wind, we were all still thinking that. Yeah. Not, not, not because United hadn't played brilliant in the first half, they had done, but Aldershot were, were not a pushover. No. Certainly in an attacking sense. And, uh, and then, of course, you, know, you kick off in the second half, old cliche, next goal's important, all that kind of stuff, yeah. and United get two in the first five minutes of the second half, and the, and the contest is over. Great to see Aaron Jarvis getting his hat trick. A bit of kudos to um, our old mate Julian here, by the way, that, that, because he emailed me last month and pointing out, first of all, the likeness between um, Aaron Jarvis and Olivier Giroud, which he, he thought, and also saying he's going to get a hat trick soon. And me saying, yeah, in, in your dreams, Julian. And then on Tuesday night, he was terrific, wasn't he? Well, he, along with several others, uh, I mean, it does help when you stick a bicycle kick in after eight <laughs> yeah. minutes, doesn't it? And, helps your confidence. And, and helps your confidence yeah. a bit. Um, and when you're in a team that's creating chances and opportunities, mm. you know, strikers' eyes light up, don't they? Yeah. And and uh, you've got, you know, Dylan De Silva, who, who obviously looked... Really good I like down the right wing. Yeah. Much more natural on his right foot. He's perfectly happy playing down the left. And we've seen that he can deliver across with his left foot. But that looked much more balanced with him on the right, Stephen Weir on the, on the left. Uh, and let's, by the way, confirm now that all United's lone players are available for Sunday's tie against Derby. I, so, I, I did read you wrote that. I did read it. But Gary's just underlined it again this morning, yeah, hasn't he? Um, so uh, Ellis, De Silva, Weir. They're all available. Uh, yeah. Obviously, and uh, one or two of them are injured, but um, Kieran Evans is injured. But um, and the, the centre back and Chinnacoli has gone back yeah. to Millwall. Yeah, uh, United have obviously got Lucas Ness in. On yeah, to, and by the way, I thought, I thought he looked good. I thought he played really well yeah. alongside Mark Ellis. Yeah. I don't know if you fans who were there on Tuesday. And by the way, congratulations to everybody who turned up on Tuesday. Uh, proper die-hard crowd um, and very supportive. Yeah. you know, Popside was was in full voice on Tuesday as as they always are if they see the right stuff out there. Um, uh, and 
I don't know if, if, if people have watched Mark Ellis on Tuesday night. I don't think his lips stop moving from the first minute to the last, if you, with <laughs> you can, all due respect. You can hear him from a long way away. Exactly. Yeah. And, and those United have been crying out for a defender like him, yeah. a, a central defender like him. When you think, think back, Mark Ellis first came to the club in 2007, something like that. Six or seven, yeah. When yeah. Paul Buckle first yeah. took over, or that board he, took over. He'd gone to Bolton originally. He's King, Kingsbridge lad. Kingsbridge lad. Big Ex, family Exeter down here as a well. youth player, yeah. because our youth scheme was shut down mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. We won't go there. Um, then he went to Bolton for a brief while. <coughs> uh, met his wife, by the way, up in Bolton. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then... Came wasn't back, getting yeah. in at Bolton yeah. at 19 years old I think he was just 19 mm -hmm. came down to Torquay and the rest is history but when you think that he learnt his trade at Plainmore alongside Steve Woods yeah Chris yeah. Todd yeah Chris Hargreaves Lee Mansell Kevin Nicholson and later Guy Branston yeah where do we see players like that drifting down through the divisions to, no. to these levels these days doesn't Unfortunately, happen, it, does it, it, it no. just it doesn't happen, or very rarely does it happen, or, or and not enough, and that has been one of the key problems for Torquay this season. <laughs> that, that that this business of trying to attract, and I know we keep banging on about it, and it's almost boring for us as well as yeah. people listening. This difficulty of getting experienced senior pros who pass on the sort of information that Mark Ellis was giving, I'm sure, to young Lucas Ness on yeah. on Tuesday night. And he got when he was a young player growing up. Do we know how long these loans are, Dave? Um, With Stephen Wynn is on a short term. He's on Gary a month initially. That, Mark yeah. is on a month. In, Mark Ellis yeah. is on a month initially. Uh, Kieran Evans is a season-long loan. Dylan De Silva. Uh, Dylan De Silva is on an initial month. Yeah. Chinnacoli was a month, so uh, that was nearly up, I yeah. think. But obviously, you've also got got the uh, oh, Ollie Tomlinson's on a, on a month long loan. Yeah, um, Lucas Ness is uh, Lucas Ness. I think that's a month initially. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that the month won't be extended. You can uh, do that. Uh, of course, yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and very often, oh, and Will Goodwin's a season long loan yeah. as well from yeah. Stoke City. Um, but well, on the whole, on the subject of Will Goodwin, just dropping in there, I've just stood next to Will Goodwin, <laughs> and when you look down from Bristow's bench at Will Goodwin, he looks quite slight. You know, he, you know, he's he's an athlete, obviously. I've just stood next to him, and he's a giant. He's, he's a big, big lad, isn't he? I think alongside Aaron Jarvis, because Aaron Jarvis has got a shock of black hair, yeah. and a beard, and and he's a, an inch or two taller than than Will yeah. Goodwin. You tend to, you know, by comparison with Jarvis, Goodwin isn't as big, but I know exactly what you mean. Big lads, when he walks past you in the street, <laughs> you're looking up at him, aren't you? Yeah. you know? And uh, sometimes when it's... Anybody who's ever played charity games against teams involving quite a few pros, you suddenly realise out on a football pitch how big and strong some of these lads yeah. are. And um, and Will Goodwin's a strapping lad, yeah. isn't he? Um, I was uh, I was given the job of marking Tony Kello once. Yeah. He was, oh, yeah. Good he, luck. He, he was very kind to me. He, yeah. he didn't he didn't um, leave me sat on my backside more than two or three times. No. So uh, you know, and and the other thing about you know we were talking about Will Goodwin and these lone players. You can see the ones who are here for a period of time. Yeah. How much they how much they enjoy playing for the club and mm. being here. Obviously, it is a nice place to live, and nobody's knocking that. 
but they it does get under their skin. Yeah. And and Will Goodwin absolutely loves playing for Torquay. By the way, he's the only player in the club that's played in every single match. I know. Of the season, yeah. Yeah. Which is a. a he's been played every minute as well. Every hasn't minute he? of every match. Off. Now yeah. he's twenty years old, just yeah. in on loan from Stoke City, start of his career. A lot of credit to him. Even when United were getting stuffed every week. All right, he might not play brilliantly all the time, but he put he puts a, a shift, puts a shift in, in every yeah. week. And I do hope. I mean, I know he was delighted for um, uh, Aaron Jarvis for him to get a hat trick. But I really hope he goes on, and yeah. I'm sure he will have a good career anyway. But uh, you know, gets the goals that he yeah. perhaps you know his effort deserved. He took his goal well on Tuesday night, but the goal of the night for me was Tom Lapsley. <laughs> well, every, every, yeah, it's a nice little one-two on the edge of the box. But I don't know if you've traced it back. It started off with Moxie in our own penalty area yeah. on the edge of that move. And that move involves seven players, including Goodwin twice uh, and Lapsley twice. Uh, Goodwin twice down the left and Lapsley played the one-two with Jarvis yeah. and, then, and then stuck it in. Uh, if, from a, if you were a coach or a manager watching that, you, you you would be just so pleased that your team has put a, a yeah. seven players involved in the move. All the shot didn't touch the ball from the moment it left our penalty area and ended up in the back of their net. And you're quite right. What a finish. A lovely from, finish. From, from Tom Lapsley. Lovely. Yeah. And he can do it. He can do it. Every yeah. every Playmore fan loves Tom Lapsley and, and that's why. Um, somebody else who had a great game on Tuesday night was Matthew Russell, the referee. Um, I thought, I mean, Credit where it's due. Let the game flow. I mean, obviously, in those conditions, there were one or two challenges that might have been a little bit mistimed, but he had a word with the players. There were no bookings no. on Tuesday night. No. Um, a good referee. I liked him. Yeah. And, and just to sort of, you know, we do like to give credit to referees where it's due and where it's appropriate. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we, you can appear sometimes as if you're knocking referees the whole time. And we've had we've had cause to from time to time. But no, absolutely right. Re really good performance from him. Before we move on to the Derby game, just point you in the direction. I was looking back at another 6-1 win because... Actually, we thank Paul Barston for this. Talk, you've never won 6-0, is that right? Uh, that's what I, we're led to believe. Paul tipped me off about that the other day. Uh, we've had a quick scree through. They've had plenty of 6-1s. Yeah, yeah, that's um, our... That's and of course the...
runs in all the co- competitions. And people still remember, you talked to um, people who were involved in the playoff games, didn't you? The, the Scunthorpe guys yeah. who were involved in yeah. the playoff games, and they still remember. They still remember those <laughs> games. And, and of course, the 6-1 against Newport came at the end mm. of the season. Well, Lee, Lee Sharp, Sharp had got into the team by then. And he knew he was on the way to Manchester United then, he did. didn't he? He knew yeah. that. Um, players in the team, Kenny Allen was there, Dave Coldwell, Dobson and Dawkins came on as half-time substitutes. Newport scored first that night as well. Did they? I Newport scored that, for yeah. them. Richard Thompson scored for them, who were later played yes, for he us. he did, yeah. Yeah, big, big centre-forward. Uh, Lee Sharp equalised. Then Lee Sharp put Torquay 2-1 up at half-time with a shot from the edge of the box in front of the old away end. Uh, and then Dobson, Gibbings, McNichol and Dobson again were the other scorers that night. I remember we went, It was I was working at the Herald Express, but it was before I started um, doing shifts in the press box with you. And we all, quite a lot of us from the Herald went with a mate of ours that we used to work with called Paul James. Oh, yes. Who was a Newport County fan from the top of his head to the tip of his feet. He, he was Newport County through and through. Uh, and after the game, we all decided to head off to the Fortune of War to have a pint to celebrate. And somewhere in Marnham Road, Jamesy just disappeared. <laughs> he just drifted away from the group. We were talking to him and, and he just, he didn't say One goodbye. One minute he was he, there he and the just, other minute he was gone. He was yeah. gone. He just couldn't, um, he no. just couldn't hack it any longer. No. That that was a, that was an extraordinary team, wasn't it? Uh, I've, all the way down through the years, people have often asked me and, and we, we chat about these things, don't we? About... <clears throat> you know, the best teams that mm. we've seen. And I don't think it's the best team that we've seen at playing more uh, over, uh, since those days. I, I, I think, you know, the promotion team... 2014, uh, Texas beating, team. wouldn't it? Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, but you wouldn't have wanted to play against no. them. And they you were exciting to watch, weren't they? Well, they could be. Yeah. Cyril played this rather rigid 5-3-2 formation. Uh, with McNichol and Tom Kelly as the, as, as the, the wing-backs. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't wing-backs quite like Goni and Gibbs, were they? And, and, uh, but, of course, it, Cyril was determined to build a team yeah. that was horrendously difficult to beat, and they were. Yeah. And of course, their away record that season was phenomenal. I mean, I think they won 12 or 13 yeah. games away from home, and it was ridiculous. So and at home, yeah. if they hadn't drawn so many... Yeah, uh, they'd have they'd have walked promotion that season. And, so it was MP um, Coland Lloyd, uh, MP David Coland and Phil Lloyd at the back really. three. Yeah. McNichol and Kelly were the yeah. wing backs in midfield. A mixture of Hazelgrave, Laura. Dawkins, Loram, and then when they were at their strongest, either Jerry Nardiello up front yeah. early on, uh, or Caldwell and Dobson um, and Dobson and, and, uh, up front. And, You'd and, pay to go and see that team, wouldn't well, you? Well, they, they used to make their hairs on, on the back of my yeah. neck. When they were really at it, and I, and I always used to go to away games, bumping into friends and things, and and you know, the opposite numbers of the press, and they used to, you know, like you chatting before the game, yeah. and they said, oh, you know, what's your lot like? What can we expect from your lot? And I always used to say to them, same old thing: thundering herds coming. Thundering herds. They fun- just, they just did. They, yeah. they used to get stuck in big time. I know it was a different era and yeah. you could do it in those days, but uh, you would not have wanted to play against them on a Saturday night, on a Saturday afternoon. Really, you wouldn't. It's funny you should say Thundering Herd because if you watch that YouTube video, and it's only 10 minutes long, you will love it. If anybody out there, have a quick look at it. Uh, 
at half time, um, it's I think it's the ITV, it's the West Country coverage, and Newport are out on the pitch ready for the second half. And from that little alleyway beside the mini stand, the thundering herd emerges, uh, having obviously had a few words of wisdom from Cyril at half time. And you just wouldn't have wanted to be in the way. No, it? no, but it's, no, um, no. I remember, and we must stop this now because we've got many more important things to <laughs> yeah. talk about this weekend. I remember going to Rochdale one night on a Tuesday night at Rochdale. Uh, and Bruce Riot turned up that evening and we were having a cup of tea in the tea room at Rochdale, which is right next to the corridor where the players come out from the dressing, from the dressing room. And the, the bell rang in the tea room to indicate yeah. everybody get up their seats, the players are coming out. And Bruce and I must have been chatting for a bit longer because as we tried to get out the door and there was a steward in the way, you know, the teams were already coming yeah. out. And um, uh, uh, we all of a sudden heard this banging and crashing from the away <laughs> from the away dressing room and walls obviously being kicked and punched and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And we, we, we both looked out of the door and down towards the dressing room with away on it. And John Impey was, was captain. Kenny Allen right behind him. Phil Lloyd was next, I think. He used to come out fairly early. And John Imby got hold of the dressing room door and yanked it open. And he opened it with such force that it ended up just hanging on one on one um, hinge. And it rather sadly swung there. Yeah. And this team came running out past it. Everybody, you know, like shouting and bawling. One of the Rochdale uh, um, apprentices shouted good luck granddad to Ken to Kenny Allen because of his grey hair. Yeah. Kenny Allen chased him out into the car park with all the talk with United players saying, Ken, Ken, what are you doing? What are you doing? He came back fairly quickly, I hasten to add. Um, and Bruce looked at me, we <laughs> watched this scene and Bruce was a, as we yeah. all know, was a seriously tough footballer. And he said, what are you breeding? What's going on down here, David? And I said, usual stuff, Bruce, usual stuff. And he said, I like it. I like the look of it. Did we win that night? One all, unfortunately. One all. Phil Lloyd scored yeah. in, the, in very early on, first couple of minutes, and we, we drew one each. But it was, they t when, you didn't even have to take them to take no prisoners. No. They, they, there was, it wasn't even an issue. And um, they, were, they were a hell of a side. And uh, to this day, I'm still sad that they didn't win promotion yeah, that quite. year. And, and yeah. What was it two-legged final mm. against Swansea City, and they lost five-four on aggregate. But, um, there you go, Derby right. County. Well, move, I mean, I, to be honest, the gaffer and, and Dean Moxie have set the scene for us for Derby pretty well. But who wouldn't relish again? We've never played Derby, That's a, and we've never played we've never played Dorking either. The two te two teams we've never played. We no, play in the next coming five, up, six days. Yeah, um, and you mentioned uh, uh, you know Sunday's game is is. People have called it all sorts of things. You know, Mark Ellis has said, oh, it's a bit of a free hit, you know, which yeah. we can all understand. But, you know, at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon when the ground is filling up, and I understand that the tickets are going quite well, good. by the way. Good, People good. are think yeah. half thinking about going. Bristol's bench is pretty good. The club, very sadly, never mm. issue any sort of figures or, you know, you don't expect them to, to specific figures, but they're very coy on this sort of stuff, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah. I understand they are going well, and Tuesday's result will Hopefully. presumably be a, yeah. a, a yeah. no problem with Derby uh, selling out their allocation. Um, and, you know, come two o'clock when we're all starting to get sorted, get ourselves sorted, it won't feel like a free hit game then, will no. it? No. Um, and uh, uh, I, I just hope that on Sunday... Derby County have got some problems, issues. Curtis yeah. Davies and James Chester, they're two most experienced defenders, mm -hmm. two ex-Premier League defenders, yeah. I think. I think James Chester's Internationals as well, aren't they? James yeah. Chester's as well. They're both injured. Yeah. Um, 
they drew one all at at, um, at Morecambe on Tuesday night mm-hmm. when uh, I think they missed two penalties and McGoldrick and Collins the two strikers. But you are talking about a team just down from the championship, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a leading League One side, although they're still quite they're, a long way behind Plymouth Argyle. Well, they're seventh at the moment. They're behind Plymouth and ahead of Exeter. They're kind yeah. of in that. In and that and you know they will be better, quicker, stronger yeah. than Aldershot. Of course they will. So uh, uh, the, the key for me in all those games is not to concede one or two goals in the first 15-20 mm. minutes. Yeah. That tends yeah. to kill the contest. You know, no matter how well you play, and you obviously you know, hope to play well, I, I, I cannot see, because of the quality of opposition, that United are going to go at Derby like they went at Aldershot on Tuesday night. Mm. You have to be respectful of the opposition, and I don't mean that in a smarmy way, in a football way, yeah. and make the game as competitive and as difficult for the opposition for as long as you possibly yeah. can. Draw them in, not into a scrap-scrap, but, but be competitive, keep it reasonably tight, and then let whatever talent you've got, whatever little moments yeah. of luck may come your way, make them count. And um, uh, that, that, that's the key yeah. for me. That, that, that These cup ties against bigger teams, the one thing you don't want to do is be looking at losing 2-0 after 15 or 20 yeah. minutes. The pitch is going to be heavy. Well, I mean, Julian will, will. I mean, the pitch will be great. It'll be in as good nick as it can be, but it'll be heavy because it's rained a lot and it's going to rain again between now and the weekend. I, I, I'm given to believe right, today we're talking Thursday, which is reasonably yeah. nice. We'll get a little bit more probably later on today. Tomorrow, Friday's okay, and then we've got a bit more showery stuff to yeah. come. Look, the pitch is, is terrific at the moment. It is. I, I turned yeah. up, we, turned, yeah. we all turned up on Tuesday night. And when you walk along you know, in front of Bristow's bench, you, you get a closer look at it and you realise how good it is. Yeah. And the drainage is terrific there. Um, uh, that won't be an issue. The, no. pit, the pitch will be fine. Uh, Derby won't play. I don't know whether, presumably at Pride Park, they've got one of these half-and-half half pitches, you know, half-plastic, half-grass. Yeah. Yeah. They won't play on a better grass pitch than, no. than, than playing more on Sunday. Talking of 12-1, to 1, looking at some of the odds... Today, that's some. That's not a bad price. What's the it? draw? What's the draw? That, oh, that'll be sure. the one. I'll yeah, have a look the draw. At. Yeah. yeah, yeah, could do. I mean, Derby are nine to two on for that. I think those odds are a bit generous, but that's that's wait and see. And of course, Derby on Wednesday, um, they're at Liverpool in the EFL Trophy. They've got two big cup games this week, so they've got distractions. It's you've just got to look forward to it. You've got to enjoy it for what it is. It's on ITV, by the way. If you don't get a ticket, it's three o'clock on ITV. Um, I, I think you know that, that it'd be interesting to see what team he picks. Mm. I, I can't see, in view of one or two of their other problems, they've got other injuries as well. And he was only on uh, being interviewed the other day and saying they're ser- you know they are properly short of players. Yeah. They're not. I this is Derby. We're talking. This about. is Derby. Yeah, we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. You know, they've almost have been a bit like United have been over yeah. the last few weeks. Um, I, I'd be surprised if he made many changes. He he might make a couple. Yeah. But. Derby County do not want to be being dragged into uh, either a replay situation no. against against Torquay, as, ha- as as great as that would be for United, or risking getting knocked out. Mm. You know, we all saw what happened to Notts County, who are probably the best team in the division, or people who were at Notts the other day yeah. and who saw the Wrexham game earlier this season. We're adamant that Notts are a better team than Wrexham. Yeah. But we all saw what happened to them when they played a weakened team in the first in the fourth qualifying round and lost to Colville Town yeah. at Meadow Lane. It can happen. Yeah. And I, I don't think Paul Warren and and Gary was quite right to point out earlier that Paul Warren has managed at all sorts of 
levels lower down as well he knows the dangers of being yeah you know on the wrong side of a result on sunday and i, I i'd be i'd be very surprised if he makes many changes and then he'll he'll cross the bridge of liverpool when he gets to yeah, it yeah indeed um one other FA Cup tie, well, there are loads of great FA Cup ties this week, but Hereford-Portsmouth, Josh Gowling's taking Hereford, everybody's talking, because Ronnie Radford died yesterday. Yes. Which is very Did sad. see that. Fans of a certain age will, will yeah. never forget Ronnie Radford's yeah, yeah. goal. And if you don't know Ronnie Radford and, and aren't uh, familiar with him, tap his name into your Google yeah. accounts and something sensational will come up. I mean, we know it very well and we've seen it hundreds of times before, but anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, but, Ronnie Radford, tap it in. Yeah, enter. And there is a set. There's another angle of that goal which I hadn't seen before. Which somebody posted on social media. Everybody's seen the angle the from side on. the side on. But there's a an angle from the other side of the pitch which makes the goal look even better. Oh, I've never against Newcastle. Yeah, I've never seen great, that. Yeah, great, FA Cup. great goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous stuff. And then before we go, the elephant in the room is next Wednesday night. I could not agree more. It, it's Wednesday, not Tuesday, by the way. Uh, Dorking Wanderers, who we've never played, they're 14th in the league at the moment. They've done all right. They've won a couple of times on the road. And that's the game that Torquay have to win to follow up the Aldershot I'm, I'm absolutely sure that if Gary was sitting with us now um, and we said, would you swap a modest defeat against Car uh, Derby yeah. for three points against Dorking? I mean, he wouldn't say that, etc. But I'm, uh, let's face it, we we yeah. take that. Yeah. You know, the three points against Dorking, or just look, you you don't wave a magic wand over United no. situation and suddenly with one bound they're free. Life isn't like that. It, it's what we saw on Tuesday night, and what we saw at times at home to Altrincham the other yeah. week. You know, uh, and with the the, the the arrivals of Ellis yeah. and and Wien. You build an improvement over time, don't you? Yeah. And what United don't want to do against Dorking next Wednesday is go back to the Torquay that was playing, uh, no. that we've seen a, a month ago. Uh, uh, okay, you can never predict or plan results. You can hopefully plan and produce performances that eventually produce results. And, you know, I, I, I it would be a real letdown if United fall flat on their face next next um, because uh, Wednesday night. If this is the big if, if all the other results went for us and we won on Wednesday night, we could be 20th. We well, could be out of the relegation zone with one bound. There we are. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, Aldershot, funnily enough, had won three on the trot before know, Tuesday yeah, night. And, yeah. their, and their most recent win was 3-0 at Dorking Wanderers, yeah. who, who, who list Notts County amongst the teams they've beaten this season. So, But I think Dorking are one of the many teams in this division who can be up one week and, and yeah. down the next. They've made a great fist of it so far, coming up from the National League South. Um, they've got some decent forwards who are scoring a goal or two. Um, you know, it, And they will absolutely love coming to play more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, no, no doubt about that. But United have, have... This arrival of Ellis, I can't stress how important it is. Yeah. Look, Mark Ellis has never tried to pretend that he's Franz Beckenbauer or, or, mm. or whatever. But just to introduce that element of proper, focused, head it, kick it, talk to people, yeah. uh, influence at the back. We haven't had it. Uh, he brings it, at least for a month. Yeah. Uh, and I dare say there's a chance of it being extended in, in time. And 
you just suddenly think, right, we're going into battle now with one or two serious soldiers. Yeah. And, and that's very, very important, I think. And in other words, with a bit of luck, we're not going to give too much away at the back like we've been doing yeah. uh, over the rest of this season. Fingers crossed and touch wood. And just, uh, just before we go, one, one of the other lone players that we've mentioned already, if you're in two minds whether to go to the game on Sunday or Wednesday, Dylan De Silva is the kind of player who makes you want to hand your money over and go and watch him play, isn't he? Well, we all thoroughly enjoyed watching Stephen Duke McKenna, didn't we, last year? Yeah. On, yeah. Also on loan from Queen's Park Rangers. By the way, thanks, thanks Paul, Paul Hall, uh, uh, <laughs> former winger who's uh, um, coaching... Sinclair him. Armstrong, Stephen Duke McKenna. For helping us Dylan De Silva. in that respect. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, I was chatting to Gary in the week and saying, you know, is there a comparison between Dylan De Silva and, and um, Stephen Duke McKenna? And he said, yes and no. They're a different type of players. Uh, Duke McKenna had, uh, you know, probably more tricks than, than, than uh, Dylan De Silva's got. He could get himself out of ridiculously tight situations yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, he was quite feisty and aggressive when he um, yeah. <laughs> I remember him getting booked for <laughs> laying a tackle on somebody who was about twice as tall as him one, yeah. one game yeah. of Playmore last season um, uh, and, and Dylan De Silva is, is an out and out winger isn't he, yeah. he, 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 he you, you want to see him one against one with a full back yeah. and taking him on which he clearly wants to do yeah. He um, wants the ball all the he, time, he wants doesn't the ball. he? Wants the ball. Uh, the, there was a little period in the first half on Tuesday night where he got a little bit kind of like, oh, I'm going to have a think about something else now. Yeah. And you felt like going, Dylan, just have a touch and whip it in. That's what's causing the problem. Yeah. But no, he, he, he played really well on Tuesday. And he looks happier on the right than the yeah. left because he's, you know, he, he, he is a right footer. Um, no, and, and of course, teams with a proper wingers... They've got an out ball, haven't they? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and he, he helped big time on, he did. on, on Tuesday. Yeah. There you go. So get yourself along to Playmore if you can on Sunday, especially on Wednesday for the cup game. The How play Richard and I match? Richard and I moaned about the playlist last week, about the pre-match music, because it's been the same every match, and it was different on Tuesday. Coincidence, I'm sure, but um, it, it's good. This is some interesting stuff for music nerds like me and Richard. There's some interesting stuff on the playlist. Dave, thank you very much for your company today. Um, massive game on Sunday. We'll be back next week with the podcast, hopefully. Looking forward to the second round. Well, I, I, think, I think we'll turn up on Sunday with smiles on our faces. We will. And we'll turn up next Wednesday with our teeth gritted, as, <laughs> as, as we always do on a Tuesday night uh, for an important le yeah. league match. That's the difference. Uh, hopefully we enjoy them both. And um, we hope the fans who... Hats off to the fans always. I know we say it, don't we? 330 of them at Meadow Lane yeah, last Saturday. That's magnificent, team wasn't it? At the bottom yeah. of the league. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I thought that the, the, the faithful on Tuesday night, yes, United played well. Yes, they scored some goals. But for a, what was it, 1,600 crowd on yeah. Tuesday in the wind and the rain, made a proper good noise. And, they'll, and it will be louder on Saturday against Derby. They absolutely did. Dave, thanks. We'll finish, as we always do, with... Come on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley Archway Sky today. Come on, you.